Coming up on this week's Harper's Bazaar Currently Trending, we talk Facebook and all things privacy in the social media age. Coachella, will you be there? Will you be wearing flowers in your hair? And finally, equal pay has been announced for men and women across the UAE. What does this mean for how you ask for your next pay rise? Hi, this is Louise from Harper's Bazaar Arabia, and it's this week's Currently Trending, and I'm delighted to have with me Carla DiBello, Bazaar's amazing columnist. Thank you. Happy to All-round entrepreneur and uh, LA to Dubai glamopus, I should say. <laughs> and of course, Rosamund Manji, who you all know, who contributes a lot to Harper's Bazaar, working with us on events and special projects and is an absolute force on the social scene and the luxury fashion industry across the GCC. Hi, Rose. Thank you for having me today. Thanks for coming, guys. So to dive straight in, I know we've all been glued to Mark Zuckerberg and his deposition in front of the senators in the US in the light of the data scandal that has engulfed Facebook. Um, So tell me, I'm really curious to know how you guys use Facebook and what part of your lives it makes up. And is that changing? I think for me right now, it's an app that's just there and open constantly, which I'm now learning if it's safe to be open all the time. But I use it more for for family and 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 friends that I grew up with more than on an, on a daily social. Yeah. And is it is your account private or? Yeah, my account is private, and I kind of did like this detox a few years ago where I just started allowing people that I know or that know me kind of be, so I can have a separate file to post family pictures or just different things. Yeah. And Rose, do you use that? I agree, actually. my I don't, I'm not super active on it. It is open. But when I look at the friends I have on it, it's literally like, I, I don't mean to High wait. school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, it's like my aunts and uncles, like, they, like it's this older generation that they, it's their social tool. So I don't really post my day-to-day stuff, but all the friends that I grew up with, like who now have kids, it's our way of, uh, of keeping in touch. And so I do leave it open, but it's definitely not something I'm active with. Yeah, I think I have the same. I think when it started, it was, I don't know, it was over 10 years ago, right? So it yeah. was very much a personal thing. It was a family thing. And I kind of feel like maybe WhatsApp has superseded that because we now all have family groups on WhatsApp mm-hmm. and that's kind of where you share yeah. the pictures. Yeah, and I think now I have, I have that app, which also anything I post on Instagram is now just updated there, but I don't necessarily use it on a daily. It's more any Instagram post, though, people can see it. So I get comments from, like, my grandmother who's, like, <laughs> you know, 85 years old. I'm like, oh, God, I should really, like, be careful when I'm when I'm up. Yeah, because I think for all of us, Instagram yeah. is a totally different audience, yeah, right? Exactly. We approach Completely. it. Completely. Yeah. You know, it's open. But Facebook for me, yeah, definitely I'm not active. And it's really, when I look at kind of my friends on there are people I really grew up with. Yeah. And now watching this thing with Mark Zuckerberg, I'm starting to see like, oh, wow, I need to go into my settings and change a few things because all my friends even say, it's so weird. I was just talking about so-and-so and now it popped up on my Google search. And you're wondering, you know, and it's it's really the algorithms and them taking all your, your data yeah. and it's being stored Exactly. And it may not even be something that you've done. But if one of your friends has done one of these quizzes or something that's mining the data, that's how it's escalated to 87 million people or whatever Mm -hmm. the number is. Oh, I avoid those quizzes. I'm always like, yeah, yeah. even if you avoid it. Yeah, but like, it's true. If I do the quiz, your data goes. Yeah. So, you know, you're super vulnerable. I actually froze mine. Um, 
you can freeze it without deleting it. So everything stays. But I just kind of thought, I don't, it's not a privacy thing necessarily because I put a lot on Instagram. But I think because of the way that we approached Facebook with it being so, and it's very personal, intimate uh-huh. family. When you're addressing that family audience, you're quite yeah. intimate. Whereas I think with Instagram, it is curated and yeah. you know it's public and you know it's potentially global. I think at the beginning, it was really the first generation of social media that Definitely. people were like, oh my God, so-and-so from fourth grade yeah. reached out to me because I had my my elementary school or my middle and school. And then you think, you're like, there's a reason I didn't keep yeah, in touch with exactly. <laughs> and then you start, And then you start collecting. I'm like a contact collector. I'm just constantly mm-hmm. collecting, collecting, collecting. And I'm like, and then you get to a point 10 years later, yeah. you're like, why why was I doing this? And why do I care what they think of me, you know? Yeah. So it's really become, yeah, I mean, it's really... I'm starting to try to like detox a bit from that too and just not having so many people because it's like it's so exciting to to connect and see oh and look at their pictures and oh they have three kids now but then you're like do I need to keep in touch on a daily basis and do I want to you know show off my platform or my life to somebody that I haven't spoken to in 20 years I mean I guess it's exciting to to keep up with friends and see what's going on. But it's also, you know, so many eyes out there. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible that Facebook, you know, they, they talk about Zuckerberg as a world leader now, the power that that business has. And yet it is interesting because you speak to kids and they just like, no, grandma, go away. <laughs> we do not use Facebook. You know, when I speak to young people under 20, they don't use that. Yeah. So what are they? They're more like Snapchat. Snapchat, I think, and Instagram, Instagram a bit as well. Um but yeah, Snapchat. I, I will say that Facebook is great for reminding you about birthdays. Like it is, yeah, like it's it actually is. That's the one thing. Like the best thing or if ever. I forget a birthday, I'm like, let me go. <laughs> yeah, in yeah, yeah, right exactly. And see exactly. what day that yeah. was. So keeping Facebook for birthdays. For birthdays, that definitely. Is, and check your settings. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's kind of. But yeah. I mean, when you come down to settings, actually, it's a great point. Is but how do you, you know, it's for the app or that program to simplify the settings. I think sometimes you look at the settings and you actually don't know you know, what you're agreeing to or what you're not agreeing to. Like, I feel like sometimes the wording is a little bit tricky. Yeah. Um, it, no, they definitely like, they definitely don't educate you because their goal is to get this yeah. data, right? So yeah. then when you go in... Like, I don't think every, it's very simple. I mean, because we're using technology all the time, and so we're kind of reading things. But I think not all consumers would be yeah, looking at the settings and, and really simplify, like, what you're allowing... And we're you know, at a time like everyone now... Fri- like, you know, yeah. it's like all the... We're at details. a time where nobody has patience for reading the fine line so they're just or they're just have an urgency and I was watching as well that if you accept the messenger app with Facebook they have access now to your text messages and what you're writing people and if you access that and want to put it on your phone platform then they have access to your complete contacts to everything and everything you're writing about they know so it's it's an interesting time it is. And I, I, the problem is then when that data is manipulated and used to try and influence voting or, you know, influence behaviors in that way. I don't know that I would necessarily feel particularly susceptible to that. But yeah, I think that was something that nobody even thought about. <laughs> even Mark Zuckerberg in his yeah. Harvard dorm room. He was yeah. like, I'm going to manipulate the whole system. Exactly. I'm going to so, change the election yeah, results. So I'm sure he's in training himself to really figure out yeah. You know, because there's things when you when you start a project, you don't even realize where it's going to lead you. And, you know, technology now is just so powerful. 
Do you feel issues with privacy on Instagram? I mean, we all have open platforms and we all put content up that some people would say, you know, don't put, I have pictures of my children on there, which I'm kind of okay with. It's um, funny. I, it's like I I have different moods about it daily. Sometimes I'm like, no, I don't want to post this. And then some days I'm like, oh, I want people to see my family or see, but then my family is so, you know, they don't, they're not really like active on the social media. So it's not like my brothers could care less. So it's not as, you know, it's not like I'm trying to always include family photos and family events. And so it's interesting. I don't know. I don't know how you would, um, yeah, but I mean, for me, I, I think twice about even on Insta stories or Snap, like I don't do 24 hours of my life. Like I don't think people want to see me sitting in a meeting or like, you know, sitting in traffic or something. But like the highlights or things that I feel like people would be interested yeah. in, um, you know, I will open Insta stories. But like even Instagram, like I think twice about putting up a picture. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, me you too. Know, it's very, it is very, very curated and it's what you want yeah. the world to see. And it, it's kind of become the new normal to yeah. share everything, for everyone yeah. to share everything. I think it's less of an issue than it was, you know, when Facebook started, I guess, 10 years ago. It does become normalized that you go onto Instagram, you immediately expect to find out everything about someone's life. I use it as like a CV for someone if I'm researching yeah. Yeah. them, right? You go onto their Instagram page and you, oh, she's married or she's got this, or, <laughs> you know. It's and like, that's another part, I think, for me, which is really funny, is I'm so different in real life than my Instagram. And so it's almost like my my alter ego in my Instagram, because then people in real life, they, anytime I meet somebody that's never met me and they just follow Instagram, they're like, oh, I thought you were so different. And, you know, it's just like a whole, it's just like you're putting out to the world what you want them to see. But yet, like my personal life, I feel so different. Different. Do you think that's because we're all really boring normally? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Probably. I'm like, this is my I'm art project. Like, they're like, oh, all you've been doing, you've been out and about. I'm like, no, actually, I was sitting in a conference for three hours this morning. Like, that's not interesting. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's interesting sitting. Like, It's really interesting. Right? Yeah, it's really interesting. And I have to, you know, a lot of, a lot of, you know, different businesses that I'm involved in, I have to be careful not to. Discreet. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, you're definitely... You know, you can find out so much about somebody on Instagram now. I mean, it really is the CV. And I'm sure anybody goes to that immediately just to to get a sense of someone's character. Yeah. So you, you do have to be aware of yeah. how I mean, you're posting. For sure. I mean, it. my nephew, first year of university, the admin, when they were applying, said, you know, clean up your social media to the students because that's what, mm-hmm. you know, universities are looking for for well-rounded students not you know and so it was interesting they were actually using that as a reference point definitely careful on on the captions yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) and when i'm I'm, i I try not to quote like a rap (laughs) (laughs) no never that and you know i think sometimes after you know i sit there on my phone and i'm scrolling and you do fall into this hole and i know they call it like the wormhole and it's true and it happens and at the end of it i've learned nothing my brain hasn't (laughs) expanded i'm not in any way enriched i haven't you know it's much better to pick up a book and read Mm -hmm. an incredible piece of writing and yet it is so addictive Addictive. and it is that because it's just visually stimulating right so it's instant like gratification of like yeah 
But I think, you know, we were talking about having taking de digital detoxes and, you know, it's the time of year where people are thinking maybe about readdressing their behaviors and taking more time to be spiritual and think about the bigger picture. So it's it's maybe a good time of year to, yeah. I to mean, start I've, contemplating a digital detox. I've definitely moved the Instagram into a separate folder. So it's just not constantly in my face and I've started just I listen to so many audiobooks now to kind of like keep my mind moving in a different direction and anytime I catch myself trying to check a message or go to Instagram I'm like just stop just you know you have to really train your mind yeah and I'm detoxing and I think now is like the perfect time yeah every year I come to a point where I'm like okay I need to detox from seeing other people's lives and what's going on in the world. But I would say it's this element of just being present, right? Like you're so tempted to like, even at a dinner table, your phone's there, like just, you know, and I've made a conscious effort as well, just to be present at that moment. If I'm having lunch or dinner or whatever it is, or sitting in a meeting, I put the phone away or on the side and, or put it on silent and just not get tempted to, you know, open That's that message if it pops up. Yeah. yeah, and it's just, it's a matter of training and... And being in, in someone's presence and, you know, if you're if you're in the middle of a conversation and you pick up your phone or they pick up their phone, they don't even consciously realize they just stop talking. They just stop telling their story and they're just in their phone in a whole other world right now. Yeah. And you're like, wait a minute, come back to me. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> here. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I really I agree with you. I think you have to really make an effort to just put it away. Yeah. And not have it flashing or open. Yeah. And, and we're, we're actually about to go into the time where Instagram is going to go nuts because Coachella is in full force. Oh, the yeah. annual Instagram. Maybe that's a good time for me to detox. So I'm <laughs> yeah. not interested in, in Coachella, yeah. to be honest. Listen, I prefer. Yeah. So, as our resident American, Carla, yes. talk to us about Coachella. And should we all be there wearing flower crowns? You know, I have been in LA for so long and I've never been to Coachella. And it's just, I don't know, I just feel that it's something. Well, now it seems very millennial to me and just a complete fashion show. And everybody is just not there for the moment. They're there for the, the Instagram photo or the, you know, everyone's taking pictures. I feel like nobody's really enjoying the entertainment around them because it's just turned into this validation to take photos. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I do want to see Beyonce's outfit on the second night. Oh. So that's like, I love her. <laughs> okay, yeah, we, okay, so we want to see Beyonce, but we we're seeing, like, our phones are about to get, about being flooded, right, yeah. with these. Do you get FOMO? Do you get? Um, I think I get, I get FOMO of, like, when I have close friends that are all together and seeing them together. But the actual, like, I know I'm not a big festival person so I don't get FOMO about big crowds like that yeah Rosamond tense yeah no I don't get FOMO for sure for yeah sure. I did get FOMO this weekend with you I was following your uh San Francisco trip so um Idris Elba yeah yeah that, that <laughs> yeah, the vineyards of uh, Francis Ford Coppola. I got FOMO from Louisa. Yeah, yeah that's, what that's I got. my yeah. kind of FOMO. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> my kind of FOMO. I just thought it was a great experience. Um, so that was my FOMO. Yeah, that was a nice hotel thing, but the camping <laughs> isn't really doing it for you. No, definitely. No, I definitely do not get FOMO. Of I can't see Rosamond and, and Coachella staying in it. <laughs> yeah. I'm still trying to get into the trainers and like, you know, that cool trainer urban vibe, and I still couldn't do it. I had to be in like. <laughs> 
<laughs> Chanel ballet She's flats in ballet today. Flats. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> but you're in know. flats. This I'm is in a flats, start, which right? is yeah, which is a start. But I don't know how to do that look. Rosamond, do you actually own any trainers? I do. <laughs> <laughs> not a lot of them, but I do. Yeah, I do. From a no. fashion perspective or a gym so perspective? Definitely not a fashion. Like, I really want to get into this whole, like, Gucci trainer, the Balenciaga. And I keep looking at them, but I just, there's nothing that wants to make me swipe my credit card for them. Like, I would rather get a great pair of heels. I think if you start with, like, a wedge trainer, it's a helpful, it's like, a helpful segue. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Because, I, I mean, I love trainers to work out in, but I haven't adapted to the fashion the of, like, life, wearing right? an Adidas or, like... It's more just workout, and then when I travel, I wear like a wedged Isabel Morant oh, or Balenciaga. That. That's the yeah. Most. See, I'm a bit of a slob, and I have to say, I'm in trainers all weekend, and definitely when traveling. Yeah, oh, I when traveling, even do a yeah, really, yeah, flat sneaker, totally running flat. sneaker, yeah, wow, yeah, and Nike Flyknit racer. It's like really? walking on clouds. Really? And I realize that I sound like a grandma at Disney World. Wait, I need to get those. Really? <laughs> well, when you have three kids to yeah, run yeah. after, it you kind of be. need the sneaker. Yeah, but I love a train. The Gucci ones are really comfortable. Yeah, tip. I can. Those are the cute. sizing is insane. You have to you you have to try them Good on. Line. You can't just buy them. You have to buy like two sizes smaller, but they're really comfortable. Yeah, like I tried, I just can't like... But you know what, I think it's a slippery slope. I think the fact that you guys are good in heels, keep that. Because <laughs> once I let mine go, I couldn't pull it back. I mean, I definitely, when I spent time in Bali, it was like flats every day. Not even yeah. sneakers, just flip-flops. Yeah, and just, like, you so don't yeah that's care. my extreme. It's like, yeah. like flip-flops. Flat. Sandals. Yeah. And so now I it's like a nice bit... I like nice smoking loafers. Like, yeah. I like that. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I did that for a bit. Yeah, but now I'm just like... As I get older, I'm like, oh, my back, my neck, you know, everything is, 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 you know, it hurts when you're in heels every day. So it is good to kind of transition or, or change them off. Yeah. And what are you guys buying right now, liking right now, wanting for spring, summer? What's the last thing you bought, Carla? The last thing I bought, um, I mean, I bought some cool things in Bali. That were just, I mean, my thing now is I'm trying to transition out of this this winter to to spring, summer, and I've been wearing so much black all winter <laughs> because when you travel, it's just so easy to pack everything. So now being being back in Dubai, it's just, it's so hot out. Yeah. And I'm, I'm into a lot of like cream and white. I think the last thing um, I bought was like a white James Purse dress that was just like cotton and easy. And God, yeah, I'm just trying to, to love James really, Purse. Yeah, it's so comfortable. And Rosamond? I just got actually a really nice maxi dress uh, by that Greek brand, Zeus Dion. Uh huh. So I got, actually, I ended up buying it in two colors. That's how. It's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Where I, from? I, Where did you buy so it? So I bought the blue one from uh, Etoile. Uh huh. And so, because I don't really wear like, I kind of more conservative on the side. So the one on the website actually has cutouts, and I don't wear that. So the one they made for the Middle East um, for a twelve had it like had silk line, like covers. So I bought that from a twelve. I loved it so much. I bought it in cream off the modest, but I just loved it because it was just it's perfect for actually I can wear it during Ramadan because it's super loose and it's like a maxi dress. And then if I want to kind of update it or style it, I put it with like a belt and you know clinch it at the waist. And I just I felt like those were my two good purchases and. 
Excellent. Yeah. I love finding one good thing and just buy it. It was all yeah. the time. It's such a bad habit, but I actually am really happy with these two dresses. It was a beautiful cobalt blue from Etoile, and then I tracked it down on Modus. And so for the Middle East, they actually covered the cutout part and put silk. That's oh, so interesting. Yeah. yeah, that's really so cool. I really like that. And on the subject of shopping, we've got good news because the UAE has just announced equal pay for everyone, men and women, working in the country. Um, Congratulations. So That's exciting. It's really exciting. I mean, it shows, you know, how visionary the leadership is here, which, it, you know, it's, it's not a move that every country in the world has replicated. It's great for us because mm -hmm. we can show more. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And everywhere, everywhere in the Middle East is changing so much that to hear news like this is just everything else is going to follow. Exactly. Does it, how does it make you feel when you when you hear news like that? I love it because, you know, I, I definitely feel like people, especially from America, they they have a misconception about women working in the Middle East. And now it's just so great to know, you know, a woman that's a minister or that's doing these powerful jobs that have always been thought to be a man. Um, and I think the UAE has done an amazing job at giving people these platforms to, you know, yeah. to go further. Why do you think historically, and not just here, but anywhere in, in the world, why do you think men tend to get paid more than women in the first place? Is it just because they're better at asking for it? I yeah. I think they started the law. I'm terrible. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm terrible at negotiating. Like, I'm terrible at confrontation, negotiations. Like, I feel that I would, I would kind of avoid that conversation. And I don't know if most women are like that, but I just feel like men will ask for what they want and they don't care what the answer is. They just kind of... And I think the time is changing so much that back when we were all growing up, I feel like women really were just known to take care of the household and the kids and and it wasn't as, you know, you know, a woman wasn't as ambitious to go out and have a man's position. And so now I feel like it's just, you know, they're equaling out so much that it's becoming the normal to, to look forward to, to doing that type of position. Yeah, do you, do you, obviously you negotiate, you know, that's your job, Carly. Mm -hmm. You're constantly doing deals and negotiating between people. Do you feel that you can ask what you want for financially and you can kind of sort of yeah. just say, Carla, man You know, I work around men all the time and I'm, a, you know, always, always around men, especially in my industry. And so I've... Um, you know, practice makes perfect. I used to I used to definitely feel, you know, like let me just prove myself, let me just show them, you know, I can do the same same job. And now it's just I feel like I'm on equal playing ground and I also feel that the men understand that now. Whereas before you always felt like you were trying to prove yourself and now it's just, you know, the normal that you know, they have to answer to women and they have to look up to other powerful women in these positions and, and understand that it is an equal playing field. Yeah. And, and you can ask for what you want and you shouldn't. Yeah. And you should just, yeah, no, bad. you should just have it. I mean, there's nothing better than just being super upfront and honest and like coming Especially from. when you can deliver as well. Like I think, you yeah. have, I think women have to have really confidence in themselves that they, they're going to deliver the same results. They're going to work as hard. Definitely. Yeah, I definitely. Yeah. And we, we do the same, you know, it's yeah. the same thing. So um, I definitely feel that, you know, there's not there's nothing wrong with asking for what you want. 
and there's nothing wrong with, you know, if you feel afraid, like prepare yourself. You know what I mean? Like I've had times where I've been in positions and I'm like, I think I deserve a raise, but I'm scared to have that one-on-one because you can't talk to anyone else about it, but, you know, the person that is the decision maker. And so I think it was, it was, you know, nerve wracking and, you know, but you have to get to a comfortable place with yourself and understanding your worth to be able to go out there and just have that. play Alicia Keys' like, <laughs> women's worth and then go into the meeting. Is that what you do, Rose? Is that your... I actually love that song, by the way. Is that your tip for negotiation? For sure. Do you, do you struggle with it still? I, or? I don't like confrontation at all. And yeah. It's just, it's a it's not a good character trait of mine like I know that but I don't like negotiation I don't like confrontation like but I do think you know when I am asking for something like you know I've been in this industry for so long like I actually this year is my 10th year here and it's 10 years of R and Co and it was actually a really good time where I was like oh my god I don't have to prove my like before I was always like trying to to prove myself these are my results this is what I've done like I don't need to you know I've been in the industry for 20 years you know and so now I'm very confident. I go into a meeting and I feel like I've actually changed. And it's taken me a while to be like, you know, I know my worth now. I know what results I have mm-hmm. given to brands or clients. And so, yeah, I walk into a meeting very differently now than before, you know. I would have done a lot of follow-ups now. I'm right. like, this is, you know, this yeah. is an offer, yeah. So what advice would you give, do you think, to women who might be listening to this, who feel that they're underpaid or they're not being um, treated in the same way as a male colleague? So Carla says... Do your research or be prepared. Yeah, and really just start from yourself and the root is yourself and and getting into why are you afraid to ask for it, you know, like get to the get to the the main issue of yourself and what is is stopping you. Is it fear? Is it you feel like maybe you're not doing a good enough job to ask for it? So it's really just about finding yourself within and then getting comfortable with that. And then everything else really flows. And play some Alicia Keys. And then- <laughs> Alicia Keys. I would say, you know, I think if you're in a corporate environment, it's it's good to actually sit down and take time for yourself and write down where you're, where do you want your career to go and sit, whether it's your direct line manager, or your HR, and create a plan with them and say, you know, these are the results I've achieved this year. You do a little bit of your homework, you know, reflect on what you've contributed to your team, your department, um, whether it's revenue results or team building. And, you know, and present that to your HR or your direct manager and say, this is where I want to go in my career path and, and let them shape that with you. And I think I think loyalty counts a lot for in a company as well. So I think, you know, when a, a line manager or a HR know that you are invested in the company as well, they want you to develop. And I think that's okay to ask. But yeah. I do say, you know, I do agree with Carla. Definitely be prepared before going in. Don't just yeah. ask for Right. Just, just don't be like, I want yeah. money. You know, I don't think that state, works now. State a few, a few good one-liners, yeah. a few facts of yeah. why you deserve And this. I think a lot of it comes down to, you know, my daughter's five. Kind of <laughs> how you raise kids from the outset, really, and, and knowing that they're equal from that age. She always says to me, she's very confused about my job and work. And <laughs> she often says to me, do you pay to go to work, mommy? Oh, that's <laughs> Which, so cute. In some ways, it feels like I do because of all the clothes that I end up buying once I fall in love with them <laughs> in the magazine. But I don't know quite where she's got this impression that going to work is such a privilege that we pay for it. I don't know if this is a good thing to have in her mind or not. I'm trying to teach her that that's not quite how well, it works. I, I would say, I mean, I would respond that you're very lucky to do something you love. You know, you study am, journalism, yeah. you're, you know, working for the best magazine in the world. It's, it is it is a dream job. And so, you know, I think if you work hard and you can find a job that is really your passion, it doesn't feel like work. 
Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. that's important. Yeah. <clears throat> For sure, you have to set, you know, with any job or anything you want to do, like your joy radar. Like what are you happy about yeah. waking up to do? I agree. And yeah. Great. Well, that's a wonderful note to end on your joy radar. Let's all get yeah. our joy radars off the scale, everyone. So thank you for joining us. Thanks I've for been having us. Louise thank you. from Harper's Bazaar with Carla and Roseman. This was Currently Trending and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. For more from Harper's Bazaar Arabia, don't forget to pick up the April issue now on newsstands or visit the website at www.harpersbazaarabia.com.